and Bozam left them standing. Look at that acceleration once again. She raced away. She's going to set a new Group 1 record in Australia. She's truly in a league of her own. Kept tumbling down in the city that we love. Chautauqua is eating up the ground. Lord of the Sky, a half in front. Chautauqua starting to level up. Here we go. Boom. But if you close She breaks all the records today. She's a champion. Wait, she wins it by. Can he do it? Chautauqua, he's flying. Yes, there's history. And now on PG Podcast Network, it's time for the year-round carnival with Vince Accardi and your host, Racetrack Rolfie. G'day, thanks so much for getting our year-round carnival preview edition of Doncaster, Derby, Size Produce, TJ Smith. Oh, Vince Accardi from Daily Section. What a day of racing we've got at Randwick. Oh, Ralphie, it's... I know they talk about racing all around the world, but this one's pretty slick. Pretty Absolutely. slick. In Australia. The, Love it. Heard some of the greats of yesteryear in that little intro, but uh, we've got some greats of tomorrow. We're recording this at 6am Friday morning, so all this information is correct as we speak. And, uh, and of course, we'll update everything tomorrow if, you, if you're getting this. Now, Vince, is, is this right? Is, can, can, are we dreaming? It looks like we're going to have a good track for Doncaster today. First time since Happy Clapper won a few years back. Well, I'm really hoping for that. I did look at YR, and there was a smattering of rain, but I was shocked that how could it have come up like S6 yesterday? That surprised me. Well, I saw an interview with the curator on RaceNet, and he said, well, I expect it to put, go up uh, G4 by Friday, and then if we have a bit of luck on Saturday, that's how, how it will race. So Good. That's our mindset. So with the rail true, what's, the, uh, what's, the, what's your mindset? Well, I feel that a lot of horses are going to be given their opportunity, Ralphie, because we've got in so many different races – the variance in speed like it is like crazy <laughs> so this is going to help the midfielders it's going to help the back markers it, it, it can assist the on paces if they can get into those lanes yep and you know, it's six to 12 off the fence is going to be gold and that you know that absolutely suits horses that are midfield slightly more forward and the back markers if they get the right race shape 
All right, let's start with this fantastic Doncaster. I can't remember a better race feeding as far as try to pull it apart, and you're the man to do it with. Firstly, there's a scratching in Kerwin's Lane, so um, that means that, uh, well, from uh, um, most significant in, probably, means Chris Waller gets another runner, Ossipenko, who's uh, who's got some claims as well, but uh, Kerwin's Lane certainly wouldn't be adding to the, to the speed map there. How are you assessing the early pace in this race? Fast. Yeah. Fast. Fast, fast, absolutely. Well, one of those, it's going to be fast anyway, but uh, prior to Jenny's fourth emergency, so that's okay. uh, how, just how crazy was her speed for those who can't remember last time. Oh, night. Ralphie, does the word 13.7 lengths <laughs> faster than standard. Yeah. It's so, ridiculous. So, well, so whether it runs or not, Ralphie, yep. we're still going to be fast. Yep. If Pride of Genie runs well, you can just imagine it's going to put a firecracker <laughs> up the rest of them yep. in terms of like they're going to have to be even more dynamic in terms of being mobile up front. And it's certainly not going to be a place where any horse is going to rest. That's not the place where they're going to rest. So you put an IVR forecast. Well, actually, you've ended up with the same for both these, uh, both the best exposed older races as far as the Group 1's concerned. Of course, the Derby's for three-year-olds, the size Prodigy's for two-year-olds, but 4.6 lengths above IVR benchmark. So this is going to be a high-quality mile tomorrow. It is going to be a high-quality mile. And what I love the most, there's not a lot of chances. That's what I love more than anything. Because the, the higher the IVR forecast, the more, the more talented you've got to be. It's that simple. Yeah, and this and this is really important because sometimes, as you know, Ralphie, we, we, we look at these exciting races and it's so challenging because there's that many chances and they're you know, compacted together and we don't have that sort of separation, you know, that, that pack that just sort of separates themselves from the rest and it makes it more difficult. But in this situation, it's definitely not the case. And the beauty is this, the way I've looked at it is, Ralphie, is I've looked at the hurdle rate to be 3.1 on the low, 4.6 on the high. That's the range for me on yep. how I'm looking at it. And there's a number of variables that bring that into play. Where would you like to start? Well, what about, we'll go in the order of what you've put down as most advantage on Friday morning. And so we'll start with Mr. Brightside. Coincidentally, I suppose, Vince, that uh, you're saying 4.6 could be the hurdle rate. Um, he's bang in the middle of his, his two wins in that the... Doncaster last year, 4.1 links above benchmark. Of course, that was on heavy track, and mm -hmm. he comes off 5.1 in the All-Star Mile last start. Yeah. Well, this is probably where we should be starting with the drum roll. Is it a good price, Ralphie, right now? Uh, we $6. He's $6 favourite in a wide open race. Yeah. Well, I'd say this is the starting point for me. This is one of two horses from my perspective that they all have to beat, and this is clearly one of them. We've been waiting a long time for this horse to, you know, really come out and deliver what I guess the stables always thought. And it came to the forefront last start at the Valley, 5.3, best of the day. I look at the breakdown of the, the speed, three lengths above benchmark first section, 3.5 between the eight and the four. That's above and sustained it over the last 400 metres. Now, mind you, in between the 600 metres to the 200 metre mark, Ralphie, we did have... Roughly about a 1.3 slowdown in speed before the horse re-accelerated over the last 200 metres. So we could see that as a possibility of uh, more upside or we could see that potentially maybe preventing it from being flat because that's really the only thing that could possibly stand in its way. 
I can't see any other reason why this horse isn't going to turn up and run plus five or greater. I just can't see it. This horse is drawn fantastic and gets the absolutely right race shape. I know, you know, barrier two will get stuck on the fence. He's going to have plenty of time to get off the fence, Ralph. You're a long way from home. And that's because the pure speed should be spreading the field out. Yeah, the gap will be there. The gap will be there. Zach Burden as a rider? (laughs) The only thing is, you know... Zach, please don't do the same as last last time. Last time we loved it the way you did it. This time, just look to get five, six off the fence and we're a big chance of counting dollars. Uh, you're referring to Artorias when he ducked him yes. through, through the field. All right. Well, uh, conversely, um, a horse drawn wide on the track and and let's let's face it, how often have we seen it being an, an advantage in these big mile races is Fangirl. Vince, one thing, uh, Chris Wall is a pattern trainer. Fourth up. Spring 2021, he won the car. She won the carbine. Fourth up, last autumn, she won the Group One Storm Queen. Fourth up, last autumn, she got beaten a nose in the in the Golden Eagle. To I wish I win. Tomorrow she's fourth up. There is no way that is coincidence. This is her grand final day tomorrow. Yeah, it's her grand final day, and there's plenty of uh, intel that we can look at, Ralphie, that gives us a stack of confidence on a number of fronts. Firstly, this campaign, the horse has come to a 4.5. IVR figure, 4.5 lengths above the IVR benchmark, and that puts her within 0.9 of her historical PB, and she's absolutely set to run to that. A couple of interesting things. I actually feel that if we look at the the preparation in terms of leading into this race, maybe Fangirl gets a slight advantage over Mr. Brightside in terms of coming into the race. Didn't have to use the same level of work early, Ralphie going minus 9.2. Now, mind you, if the horse happens to have lost that early speed and runs at that pace, then it's going to be death for the horse because there's no way you can give this field 15 lengths head start and have any chance of reeling in that pack. It's just not going to happen. So that's the only negative I see on that horse. But other than that, the setup is perfection. Drawn wide. That gives her a chance to get into the best lanes, yeah? Well, again, when <laughs> if they huddle and there's no speed, it's it can be a disaster drawn wide because you're forced to do two things. You're either going to force the horse backwards. Now, if the horse has lost its early speed, it's not going to matter. But then if you're going to hunt it forward and learn, burn a lot of fuel, there's a massive chance you could get caught three, four, five deep. I'm not saying you won't have cover, but that's a high probability. But when there's race with speed, and even if they don't even go to the forecast, and I'm forecasting, Ralphie, somewhere around five, six lengths faster than standard, and it could be a lot greater. Yeah. But that's what I'm predicting. That's going to give spread. Uh, well, you just got to hope the rider's tuned in on in the moment and looks to find its spot, and it should get one midfield, probably tagging the field eight. I, I assume the way you're looking at things, the, uh, the 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 more clean ground rather than wet tracks is going to be in her favour. I think the only horse that's beaten him, her rather on in, in Group One on a firm track is Animo. Yes, <laughs> so that's, that's right. That's pretty fair for, for her. So and, she's got everything going. It is, Ralphie, and, and hopefully the riders looking at tapes, right? Because yep. if you go back to Rose Hill back in October last year, that's what I'm expecting. I'm looking for that expectation where the horse can roll along, run around that benchmark profile a little bit faster than what it did two starts back. 
Yep. And that's going to put her in that position of where I feel it would be six to eight lengths maximum from that lead pack. A couple of others you've included from the All Star Mile, the very, very fast All Star Mile. That, of course, is the uh, the the big legend up the top. But one one of the things in Alligator Blood, and the other ones, uh, Gentleman Roy, at huge price for as much as forty one dollars is available there. One of the things we identified with Alligator Blood, he started favourite in the All Star Mile, but he went from a very soft tempo first up in the Futurity to a fast, brutal tempo in the All Star Mile. Yep, and maybe because it's well, it's the Waterhouse team, Ralphie. We've learnt over the last decade the power of this team. Yep. And I, I'm absolutely convinced when I've been listening to Gay talking in recent times, like that stable's just tuned right in. <laughs> and that's that's I love that because that just means for us form students, we can have a lot of confidence on a number of fronts. I actually liked the fact that that horse was battled hardened off that run, Ralphie. And I yeah. felt that if it didn't have that, there could be some question marks late because I'm sitting back here saying this is the best of the front runners. I'm not saying this horse is going to lead, but I'm saying definitely of the lead pack, this is the best horse in terms of being able to deliver sustained speed and be able to be there at the end. And having that round off run gives it the stamp for me to say, when I'm looking at the lead pack, you're the horse that I feel is the best chance. In a fast mile, is, is his absolute best a fast 1,400 compared to a fast mile? I'm trying to go back through his profile, even as far back as the Australian Guineas. He's sort of like high threes sort of range. Well, here's the thing, Ralphie. If you look at it from that angle and, and say, okay, we're taking a position that this horse didn't evolve anymore, I would say you're 100% on point, right? Yep. And I would share your thoughts all the way. But given that this horse, we've seen the proof, Ralphie, it's still evolving. I do not believe we've seen the absolute best, but we are going to see it tomorrow. And I, I have a high level of confidence when I've looked at all the technicals on the data that this horse has a number of runs in previous preparations that indicate this horse can launch into the five range. Well, maybe I mentioned Happy Clapper before. One of the things we found with Happy Clapper is he, he ran a PB as an older horse. So <laughs> sometimes you get the right race shape and you get a well-cared-for older horse and they, they can do these things. Yeah. Gee, I love your memory, Ralphie. That's beautiful because <laughs> that's, it, cause that's exactly right. How many times did we talk about that, yep. doing that? Yeah, Love perfect it. race shape, good tenacity up front. There you go. Yeah. Um, so why have you made it? Why have you included Gentleman Roy in your most advantage as well at this stage? It's it ends up being there by default, like in terms of, with the exception of one horse, which hopefully will come to the overseas runner. Right. The reality is this: it sits in that totem pole, and and it's only there for this reason. Let's take a position. Let's say you're right about alligator blood, right? Yep. And there's no more uh, evolution on the horse. Let's say Brightside left its big run last start. And Fangirl, unfortunately, never gets the slot in, gets too far back, or over overextends early and unfortunately cannot deliver on the day because of those circumstances. We now looked at the we now look at the second tier of runners. And Gentleman Roy then becomes the best of the on pace runners. There's also a subtly predicted tomorrow, which might help on pace. Yeah, so, for hey, sure. Let's keep an eye on that. So, so what's his, his best for this prep? Is about three point seven. Is that right? Or? Yeah, it's right, bang on in that three point six yeah. range. Yeah, which is fantastic, and we definitely got to take a position that this horse has 
absolutely improved Ralphie from last campaign. Now, I'm saying if the A-grade horses turn up, then Gentleman Roy's a fringe player. It might hang on there because how many times have you seen in the past, Ralphie, when there's a lot of fast pace, everyone's racing hard. And a lot of the midfielders and the back markers, they're tanked out by the time they get themselves in the winning zone and they're one pace over the last 200, can't use the lanes as, as an advantage. And this does, in some cases, help those horses near the speed. Oh, particularly particularly for multi, so sort of yeah. <laughs> those big, big odds runners, you know, that's one to keep it into account. Uh, Randwick Mile, Lions Raw, well... We thought he was going to be a star when he won the Randwick Guineas, this track and distance. He probably hasn't gone on with it, but he just missed to, to his stablemate, uh, Coolins Lane, in that Ingham uh, in December. Both were on good ground too. Yeah. Well, now let's have a look at this Lions Raw. I know it's a it's a massive price, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, well, I'm not going to say it doesn't deserve to be there. I love it that they've got a big price because, well, I'm looking for horses at big prices that, you know, fill the placings somewhere. The step up, firstly, we know the stable this campaign has been like on point, like really on point with their runners. I've, I've noticed it in the barrier trials, Ralphie, how well they're going. So I know O'Shea's team are spot on in the way they're trending. I look at that barrier trial, it was a minus 4.2 overall, very soft early, and then comes out, has its first up run, didn't do any work through the first section. But the mid and the late were outstanding, particularly the last 400 metres. And we're seeing a sharp increase to plus 2.1. Now, I look at it like this, Ralphie. Had the 378 days, had a number of starts, peaked the 3.6 at the mile back in December. And if you look at the structure of that race, overall unadjusted figures was plus 10.1. Every section was well above benchmark. We're mimicking this type of race to an extent, Ralphie. Yep. And now all I'm hoping for is that this particular runner is actually didn't have a lot of time off and we're looking for that um, next step up. Whether it's going to be capable to get into the five range, I don't know, Ralphie, but it's a horse that I'd like to see for a place myself personally, you know, on a multis perspective. Well, as much as seventy one dollars is about, so yeah. worth worth documenting there. Uh, the other horse that uh, we, we need to get to is Zugotcha. I've yeah. seen uh, Glenn Boss uh, saying this is the horse he would have loved to have ridden. He's won the race more than anyone else. Sort of got that perfect box ticking shape. Came off a very good win last start. It was off a soft tempo, but no doubt this is set to peak for Chris Waller. This is her her grand final for him. Yeah, and I know the price doesn't say that this is. A dark horse right in the race i definitely feel it is one of the dark horses right when i'm looking at who are the best runners outside of that three that we talked about initially that got realistic chance to step up and make the difference well this one's absolutely one of the two right you look at the profile 3.5 lengths above benchmark 13th best of the day very lightly raced horse i love the fact that it could use good speed through the first section, going two lengths below standard. That gives me a lot of confidence that you can go up another 100 metres and all you need to probably deliver through the first half of the race is maybe one or two lengths more in terms of sustained speed. And you've got to be able to cope with about a benchmark first section, which I feel the horse should be able to do, Ralphie. Between the eight and the four in that run was a nice movement, about 2.3 lengths above benchmark. Super last 400 plus 
5.1. And the big indicator is this for me, Ralphie. Last campaign PB 2.1. That came out of the Randwick mild on, you know, obviously a heavy track, right? This campaign, it's already hit 3.5, but it was a sharp improvement from the previous run of 0.8 above. Also giving a clear signal that this horse has got more to come. Now, the question, of course, is can this horse run somewhere better than plus five? Well, I definitely feel from this stable, this rider, and the way it's trending, you can't sit here and say the horse can't find a length, length and a half to be in the finish. You just can't do it. Uh, Barrier-wise, again, it's just going to have to deal with having to slot in. They've got the right rider on board to do it. Yep. All right, that's the case for Zoo Gotcha. That it, and so, and just to clarify for, for people listening, what you're saying is dark horse. You're, you're meaning of a horse who can still explode beyond what it's already done to date. That's it. And yep. what that means is on its current profile, like I can't have it like right at the top of the chart, but I'm taking note that it has. we have not got a PB and this horse is evolving and could easily find a length, length and a half, and all of a sudden compete against a horse like Fangirl and Mr. Brightside and possibly be better than him. A couple of quick words about, firstly, Converge. Yeah, Converge finds itself there, Ralphie. It's it's weird. I, it's like everything. When I do my first cut and I go through, I like to give the horse every merit that, it's available to him. And then I sit back and say, well, I can't fault that run last start. Mm. 4.2 above, 1,500-metre race, excellent performance. I mean, and, and in terms of stepping into this race, it's it's perfect. 4.6 lengths below benchmark first section, about three lengths faster than the start before. Between the eight and the four, I thought the horse didn't really do a lot of work, even though it improved the speed by three lengths, but still was below benchmark. And then the way it rounded off, the last 400 with a plus five. I just looked at the tape at the last 200 metres and noticed that the horse had peaked between the four and the two and then tapered by about 0.8 of a length or three quarters of a length, giving me some signals to say, well, you know what? 4.2, that's 100% in your armour and you're right on the cusp of these horses. And if that three quarters of a length from this stable, if you happen to find that, you could just leap into the plus five range. And one of the points about this horse, I guess, is that A, didn't come up in the spring, and then in the autumn, it only saw really heavy, heavy wet tracks. So we probably haven't seen the best of him, and now there's every chance that they've got him spot on. They have, and we know that if, if Preble's on the ball, yep. like tuned in, which he usually is, generally speaking, and I know, he, you know, like every other rider in this race, they all want to win. <laughs> just, need, just need a bit of luck in running. And again, this horse is... Uh, this was the other thing why I absolutely didn't want to demote it. When I looked at the mapping, it just maps superbly. Where it's drawn gate-wise, he doesn't have to do a lot of thinking, Ralph. He's got plenty of time to ensure the horse is in the strike zone, and then it's just a matter of if it's good enough. The headache trainer, William Haggis, protagonist. Quick word. Uh, protagonist, yeah. Yeah. Well, he is uh, the headache trainer. There's no question about that. <laughs> and he's, he's a master. Well, all I can say is, can the horse switch back to the mile and be good enough to win? Or, well, Ralph, you're the genius at this. Is, is there any other race that they could be targeting, or is this it you feel? Well, I think this they'll, they'll say, here's your chance for 50 kilos. We were so happy with you first up. 
Let's have a crack at the uh, Doncaster, and then after that, he stays in Australia and wait for age racing. So there's probably their, their chance in a, in a handicap. Right. Okay. Well, all the profile from overseas clearly indicates 2,000 plus. Yep. And we've seen it first up, 2.2, fantastic, right, performance. Now, it doesn't mean horses that run at 2,000 can't step back to the mile and be dynamic. Usually when I see that pattern and I look for those signals, they've got to come off a, a more dynamic race. And I don't feel that, that the profile of this was dynamic enough for it to be able to come back to the 1,600 metres. But it, it's a super trainer. Obviously, if, if people are keen on it, I mean, I, I wouldn't say to you don't touch it, but I, I personally can't have because I'm a very simple guy. I like to go and facts and figures and I want to keep it real and I'm not going to trick myself right now. The intel saying to me, not today. All right, well, I'm leaving the nugget till last. I'll just bracket these horses, four of them, because they're all three-year-olds. Yep. Who the best of them is? Golden Mile, Communist, Lindemann, Osipenko. It's a it's a flip of the coin, maybe Communist versus Lindemann at a mile. Yep. From Osipenko, but it's all too early for all of them, though. There you go. All right, global going global. Well, this is From the only America. One that- Chris Waller. Here's the only bit, the one bit of information we've got that's just nagging at me, Vince. Yeah. It was entered for an easier race last Saturday and he scratched it for the Doncaster. Yeah. Well, well, what have you seen? Okay, well, here's the scary part, right? If I just go on the trial, it hasn't had another one. What a spew, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about that and I don't see any of the private things that might be going on, you know, when they just train them in their own track work. Yep. But, that barrier trial over 1,030 on the 13th, ended up with a figure of about minus 6.7. So I can't get any insight. All I can work on is the footprint of this horse and what its potential is. Now, right at this moment, I've marked the horse purely, and, and it could change by the time we speak tomorrow morning. I've pegged it at 2.7 which yep. is the entry level for this horse's profile. So its profile sits between 2.7 and plus 7. Hang on, what was that last bit? Yeah, plus 7. <laughs> so I'm under no illusion about the talent of this horse. Absolutely none. And the only little reservation I have just for myself is I probably just wanted to see one more trial because I don't know the horse well enough here. Yep. But in terms of talent, when I look at the group of horses that have been coming in recent times, and make no mistake, this is right up to them. And I don't have this horse too far behind a horse like State Arrest. And that's 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 a good guideline for me. I would say the maximum's three lengths behind it, and more realistically, somewhere more like a length to two lengths, right? Now I know what I would do if this horse if State of Rest was in this race. I know exactly where I'd pin it, and it'd be right at the top of the charts, clearly yeah. ahead, and the only horse that could beat is not running in that race. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wowee. All right, so that's a, what you're saying is if if she brings her full American talent here, the $31 or whatever you can find is, is just stealing money, if she yeah, brings so, her full American talent. Yeah, that's right, Ralphie. So I put a little yellow marking on the dashboard for myself. Yep. A, because I want to... 
have more time digesting it between now and tomorrow morning just to make a final. Just you never know, you might hear something else, whatever. Could be some more scratchings, whatever may happen, right? Yep. But everything points to I that's the low point. And it's just sitting behind, let's say, Ozapenko, right? Half a length. But the reality is come tomorrow morning, it could be a horse that, you know, we have to include in our top four. It, it, the thing that keeps scratching at me here is Chris Waller wouldn't run this horse unless he was happy with it. He just wouldn't. No, no. And one of the things that we've seen this with, with him in the past, right, is when he doesn't really know a horse, you know, like properly, he tunes them right up and said, okay, let's see what you got. Because then he can he can make a true assessment of where it's at. And also, the other intelligent thing is, if you're going to go all out, I'm sure he's learnt from some other horses like that have come, say, from WA with high talent. Arcadian Queen. Yep, and they come out and they're explosive. But unfortunately, that wasn't the target. Yes. And therefore, when it gets to the target race, you know what happens when they're high exertion. They need time to recover, right? So I feel... The technical strategy around that is absolutely right. And distance-wise, this is a sensational horse, 16 to 1,800 at the moment. All right. That's the that's why we'll conclude that. But in, in summary, on the known, what you're saying is Mr. Brightside and, uh, and um, sorry, Fangirl are really, they're, they're the one too. Yeah, that, that's on exactly the right. Yep. Well, speaking of Chris Waller recruits uh, and something that he pulls the ripcords out, first start, he did this with the mighty nature strip when he first got him, if, uh, if you recall, at Caulfield. And what a marvel he's been. And he's, he's probably the, well, he's the starting point in many ways, even though he's not favourite, because uh, what type of speed is he going to do? And can Chris Waller reheat the, uh, reheat the soup one more time for this great horse with, uh, with queries on him? Um, in, we'll look at the TJ in depth. Again, you're saying 4.6 is the is the benchmark, which is which is a high class sprint and speed forecast above average. Yeah, so a couple of things. When I use, look at my hurdle rate, the way I see it, again, it's, it stacks up identical to the other race that we just looked at. It's a 3.1 on the bottom end and 4.6 at the top end. That's the range I'm looking for in terms of what the hurdle rate is. And and we know Nature Street really well, Ralphie. And we've, you know, had a lot of high fivers and a couple of no fivers with the horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, where, where do I start? The first thing's this. I have to go back to 2021, October, November, for us to see the, the sort of the, the high profile at 1,200 metres where the horse was running between 5.4 and 5.9. To me... I'm not going to say absolutely not possible because if you look at all runs since then, a lot of the racing, other than what happened in Ascot, which we'll touch on, right? Yeah. They've been on affected ground, right? Now, I'm not saying this horse doesn't handle it, but it can somewhat diminish what, what its high-level figure could be. But it, the pattern's indicating that campaign in April, you know, the February or the, you know, the February to April range, it hit 4.4 as a PB. It went to Ascot and pretty much emulated that. Then it's yep. come back, and the horse really battled to get beyond 3.6. I looked at the trial, and I felt that this horse could just accelerate and explode and you know return a baseline figure of around 3.5, 3.6 lengths above benchmark, and it only returned 
a 1.2. And I had a good look. The initial trial was 0.7 above. The Flemington jump out, I, I marked it benchmark minus one range. And then it could only deliver a 1.2. And I look at the breakdown of the splits. There was nothing, you know, with a lot of heat, in other words, to allow the horse to crumble. And it it just didn't finish. And it's and I can't sit here, Ralph, and say to you, oh, it's because of fitness, because that's not true. The the drop off over the last two hundred meters was a negative two point five, like a loss went one, minus one over the last two hundred, but the actual velocity loss was two point five lengths, and that was to do with unfortunately right now, unless there was something wrong with the horse, to me it was a clear signal that the horse was like as if it had it already had enough, and that's not a good sign for me. Now Waller, he's capable of anything. Yep. James McDonald, he, he's he's you know we know how good he is, right? But if the horse doesn't want to run, then there's nothing anyone's going to be able to do. So it is ch- chance in your arm. But I'm saying myself as a, on a personal level, I'm now looking for changing of the guard. The the old nature strip that it looks almost the perfect speed map for him. Yeah, is that a fair comment? Yep, yep. Yeah. If if you were going to trust in this horse going back and Ralphie, we cannot go on the last two campaigns, right? Because the best of his last two, the horse might place, right? Yep. Because there's a couple of, you know, high, high profile horses here. We have to go on the 21 prep. If it runs to that level, it's going to run first three. So that's a big challenge, full stop. Uh, 18 month turnaround. So that's the starting point here. All right, let's get to your most advantaging giga kick. Um, could he, could this horse have finished any harder first up at Randwick over a thousand? We know he's a twelve hundred horse. We've seen what he can do at Caulfield when he exploded off a slow tempo to uh, to produce a phenomenal last four hundred, and of course he won the Everest this track this distance. Ah, oh, am I excited about this horse, Ralphie? I really am. That performance first up plus one point six. I did a bit of work on the technicals just to see what that all meant. Because that first section, 8.2 below benchmark, and we know what happened, right? But there's, they definitely stifled the overall performance of the horse. The acceleration in the mid-race, it went from 8.2 below to 0.6 below. So really good uh, move over 400 metres and then a, a, just a thumping last 400, a plus 7.7. So what I did, Ralphie, was this, because I was really trying to work out What's the true probability of this horse running above five, right? Because that's what I'm looking for, right? So I went back and had a look at that Flemington win over a thousand meters. Like it, that was at its second lifetime start. Yep. And the horse produced a 1.5 below. Now, this time round, the horse has come back three lengths better just off that run. If I'm doing a direct comparison, and that's not taking anything into consideration, and I had and I didn't. Factoring what might have been if it was cleaner in the beginning, that first couple of hundred, what could it have been? So I've ignored that, but just on that alone, there's a three lengths improvement. Now, if I take the low point, which is the 2.6 of Flemington over 1100 last prep, the group two race, where does that put the horse? That puts the horse in the mid fives. If I take the low point of the, of, of that, Performance, which is the last start at Flemington over 1,200, which is matching this distance range, that puts the horse around plus five. And if I look at the Randwick win, 
that puts the horse potentially in the plus six to seven range. And that's and that's actually my real expectation. So in a nutshell, you're I, saying he's an emerging star. I, I feel it's an emerging star. And oh, you know, in secret, it's going to be a major headache because of what it did. Because I also looked at some technicals, which we'll come to, about the possibility that there's more there. But Giga Kick is the horse that I'm I, – I'm not sure if there's anything that's going to stop me from backing that horse tomorrow. Well, let's not try and talk you out of it. Let's no. just get more out of uh, out of the information from the new market in secret. But I also want to include here, Lofty Strike, I Wish I Win, and even Private Eye. The, the starting point is, let, let's just back over. What, what we had was such an insane first 800. It was an outlier race shape. What does that all mean as far as how fast that first 800 was? Yeah, I know. We, we look at that. But all we can do is this. When we look at the horse itself, let's say in secret, and we profile back to last campaign, the horse actually ran to its to its early speed profile. It, it was capable of running plus two range, and that's where it ran. What was something that I didn't even expect myself, Ralphie, right, was the massive momentum that it could generate between the eight and the four. Like to come off a baseline of plus two, and then increase its speed, and this is now coming back to what you were saying about that day, and go to plus 6.6, that's no easy task to do, Ralphie. That's a very difficult thing to do. And I look at the numbers. The horse peaked in terms of maximum momentum by the time it got to the 400, was already declining. And that just goes to show about what happens when there's tremendous pressure right from the get-go, and the horse was able to get victory by a length because of all the energy used from the start to that point in the race. It lost somewhere around, just over the last 200, lost 1.7 lengths. And then over the last 400, it lost 4.1 lengths. So the ride, that just says the ride was perfect, the horse was in super condition, and the move was perfectly timed. And they got victory. So where, where does I Wish I Win in Private Eye line up? And, and so a couple of points here. I Wish I Win's first up lightning run was probably not dissimilar to Giga Kick's first up run. And um, Private Eye, of course, ran second to Giga Kick in the, in the Everest. So th- there's, there's some fundamentals around both of them that, that deserve at least some respect. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the starting points this, let's say, within Street Secret versus I Wish I Win. Now, we can look at it at two, two angles. One angle... We can look at it and, and ask the question, was that the grand final for In Secret? And is there no more to come? And was I Wish I Win still on the way up in terms of conditioning and improvement levels? So that's the other angle we can look at. But if we look purely on the merit of the platform of the data, this is where I felt that In Secret went 1.8 lengths faster through the first 400 metres and actually outmatched I Wish I Win all the way to the 400, outmatched it because it had, you know, 6.4 versus 6.6. There's not much between them, but the horse is already doing two lengths more work and still beat it. So this tells me, this doesn't say to me that I Wish I Win's an inferior horse. Oh, no, please, please understand me, Ralphie. If I'm talking about class, there's nothing between them. Yep. If I'm talking purely 1,200 metres, I have to give the edge to in secret, right? I just have to because they, there they were. They competed against each other 
And the bottom line was in secret matched it everywhere where it counted and got victory. And a high performance. I'm always trying to look at trainers' intent as well, and I can't help thinking that, you know, the, the huge prize money here, of course you're going to run, I wish I win, but the all-age stakes in two weeks over 1,400 is I wish I wins race. Ralphie, oh, you know, we're not, you know, we're just going to make money. <laughs> we like that. Just a quick word about the two mares in uh, Maria, Mia and Passive Aggressive. Okay. Well, I know you also... Yeah, if we can, we just touch on Lofties. All right, but Maria Mia, this is one horse that it's still a major headache for me. Well, we know the trainer. Last start. I, oh, of course, would I have been so grateful if, if I knew for a fact it could do that, right? But there it is, 4.4, best of the day. Absolutely stamping. It's 1,200-metre profile. And I went in with the view that this horse is better at 1,200. And the horse was actually able to elevate off a, in my, in, from my perspective, from a data analytics point of view, was inferior distance for the horse. Therefore, this horse should be able to come to play tomorrow and increase on its 4.4. And obviously, out of all the runners we've spoken, is... 100% match for race shape, like a 100% perfect match. If I said I had to find the winner purely on race shape, that's the horse. And uh, passive-aggressive, it'll be in front of it. I suppose it'll be sort of stalking nature strippers the way your map sort of looks at Yeah, and the, the challenge with that horse, just too big a rise for class, Ralph. Yeah. Now, I know it's slightly raced. The <laughs> Okay, interesting, the, the trial. The trial was hot, right? And the trial does indicate this horse has come back better. So I don't want to say there's no chance the horse can rise to plus 5.5. The Beg Stable have proven they can do things and they're quite capable of getting horses uh, ready for the big big races. So I'm not going to deny that. But the reality is I just feel that you're going to have to do it from the front though. Can you hold on from the front all the way? Well, if I had to flip a coin, say, which one do I want, nature or passive-aggressive, like to be an outsider in my multis, I probably would always stick to the older horse, Ralphie. And and Lofty Striker is sort of, he's one you can't dismiss either. He's just racing so well in both the uh, the two major Melbourne races, uh, sprints, the Oakley Plate, the Newmarket. Just can't believe how, what the stable's been able to do with this horse, Ralphie. They've done some super things. Again, when I look at the breakdown of that last run, it was slightly behind in terms of, again, matching in secret, 1.6. But a little bit better than I wish I went through the first section, but didn't quite have that that grit in the mid yep. to be able to hold, and that's why there was a bit more of a fade late. It just looks like it's come too early, and I am taking a view at the moment that we're on a peaking cycle because – I don't really know what to make of the stable, Ralphie, right? It's not one of the, you know, let's say the five stables where we've got like a really clear-cut footprint on many different horses. So possibly if this is a horse that's just training itself and leapfrogging and we look at the last 400 metres of that run being completely because of condition, that's why it depleted, then there's an argument to say that this horse can improve one and puts you in the, in the fight and that's why I left it there. 
All right. In summary, your giga kick and place on side mid Ruffy. fours is, is something that sounds like it's really appealing I'm to you. I'm calling it early. Get on now. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. Race six of the program, the size produce. We'll, we'll pick it up here because uh, obviously we wanted to dive deep into those two fantastic races for the older horses. Uh Lack of depth uh, or, or queries on, on a couple of these uh, other group ones. The first of the size produce, race six in the program. Cylinder is just the one who's put the market down, isn't it? Well, everything sort of points to that, doesn't it? Yeah. When I look at the profile of the horse, I look at the energy distribution first through the first two sections of that race. I like the run before that, Ralphie, as an indicator for this, though, just the way it was set up, because obviously the two races require two different strategies. Yep. And I love that the horse is going to be able to just be able to relax, get into its running line, doesn't have to run anywhere near, you know, plus one range. And if you look at that day when it went minus 6.8, excellent in the mid-race, going 3.4 above overall last 400 metres, plus 1.2. But you've got to just remember, though, these young horses, they're all race-to-race proposition. I'm going purely on class. That's the starting point. I love that run two starts back, and that's enough for me to say, okay, well, you're you're there for a 1,400-metre race, and you get the right race shape, and you should – yeah. Oh, do I agree with the price or disagree? Well, it's hard to say because it, on one hand, it deserves to be that price, and on the other hand, saying, well, it's first time 1,400, you know, shouldn't the bookmakers have five-to-one field? <laughs> Okay. So, so let me summarise this way. On what it's done so far, it's got it's the, it's the best in the race. Uh, is it a race that's going to be of interest to you to bet with? No. How no, long gone? No. <laughs> Not at that. Like if it was, if they came up and it was five six. Like if it was like Don Corleone's price of seven and a half dollars. You know, maybe it's a C grade bet. Okay. Right. The Derby race nine. Um, so it, it, it's it's the New Zealand horses, or it's. Uh, not not a high benchmark. So the question is, how good are these New Zealand horses? So which ones do you want to talk about? Well, uh, the starting point is the favourite, Sharp and Smart. We saw him in uh, in the spring on very wet ground. Uh, at least we've seen him on clean ground in New Zealand. What's it, what's he produced that uh, that says he should be mid three odds? Okay, well I can say this now. Maybe it's ground conditions that brings me to this situation and, and we don't know right what it could do on dry ground because that we can be really confident three runs last campaign we had pretty much all in australia and they were on very wet ground and they were all pretty much between minus three and minus six prior to that when we come in it came pretty much with a profile that sat somewhere around half to one length below benchmark. This time in, it's had the two runs, well, it's had the three three starts, but two starts back to the best of the three starts over 2,000 metres. It was 0.1 above, so it's broken benchmark. Second best of the day, when I break down that race, it was 6.7 lengths below benchmark first section. Between the eight and the four, the horse went 4.6 above, so excellent mid-race move. Last 400 plus 4.1. I have to note, it was... Uh, unbelievable last 200 though, Ralphie. It was absolutely outstanding, like 6.2. So the horse copped the slowdown. So I sit back here. So he's a line chaser is what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm saying, uh, you know, this horse here, a subsequent start wins a 2,400, just to put the caveat on it, and it goes four lengths below. But I actually felt the horse won when being flattened off that run. So... The marking point's point one. That automatically gets this horse in the top four. 
So that just shows us what the strength of the race is like. Like it's very thin when we look below that horse, right? Very yep. thin. Okay, and well, then I'll sit back. Sorry. Yeah, and I got to sit back and say, how much can you improve off what happened in that uh, two thousand meter race? And and again, being really humble, Ralphie, I can't give it less than one length because yep. that would be unrealistic and you know ap- absolutely foolish of me if I didn't think the horse didn't have at least one length of uh, inconvenience from a uh, what is it? It's a four point eight length slowdown. So that brings you to plus 1.1, and we've passed the hurdle rate. So Pericles is the other runner, and there's been good money for Pericles. Uh, just out Bob, God bless it, by Linderman in the Rose Hill Guineas. Question is, is it a real stayer? I mean, it's a real stay, It's a real stable. <laughs> James Cummings, they're, they're getting horses to peak in their grand finals. Is it a real stayer? Maybe it doesn't have to be, by the way. <laughs> well, generally, I reckon they don't have to be. Right? Yeah. It's class. The nature of the race may not be that aggressive, Ralphie. Yep. And if we're taking a position that – and we, we can look at it. We can say, let's say Pericles is one of the forward runners with a number with a couple of other horses. I feel that Pericles probably won't be leading, even though I've marked it yellow at the moment, but I just feel it's going to be part of the lead pack. But the reality is, if you look at that last run, 9.9 lengths below benchmark with, with a monster squeeze of around – well, it went plus 5.8, so it's in excess of 16 lengths. The horse is entitled to weaken for a couple of reasons. Number one, if you look at the Sandown performances and then what it did here, everything just pointed to this horse that the condition was going to give give out on that sort of race shape or if it was a super fast run race. So now they've got themselves in a golden spot where the horse is now absolutely bad already even if this horse travels three lengths below benchmark or five lengths below benchmark is where i've what i've said this horse worst case scenario is three lengths from the lead pack because they're going to run benchmark ralphie or slower even though there's a one horse that major bill that i could say oh are they going to try and ignite the fire on this horse well if they did that they'd be silly what I look for is who will test that horse so that it becomes fast. Well, there's no one there to really test it. All these other horses are happy to run orderly. Therefore, we're going to have a race with not a lot of pace. A couple of others. They're both big odds you've got in your most advantage. So I know Stroke of Luck, you wouldn't have looked at the uh, – or worried about the fact that he was unlucky last start. But what you what you did do is what, while we sizzled him two starts ago, he's, he's produced what, you, what you're saying is the hurdle rate. It was a nice, nice run two starts back. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, let's let's keep it real. Horses entitled to be a bit jaded from going 8.3 lengths above benchmark first section. So he's had Rose the fast race. Yeah, that was two starts back. That was almost 16-length turnaround in speed from one run to the other. You're going to feel that. You, you're yep. definitely going to have trouble. And I was quite surprised that it could still run benchmark subsequent start through the first section because usually they lose tremendous speed. So... I just felt that that was the battle-ready run for that horse and another clear signal that this horse absolutely thrives on clean ground, Ralphie, and is a is a horse that's still progressing upwards. $17 range, and the other yep. horse that's at double-figure odds, Japanese Emperor. Uh, ben Mellum absolutely on fire at the moment and uh, and a big mid-race squeeze last start at Mini Valley. Yeah. Been watching this horse, Ralphie. This is one that, you know, I've, I've got a pretty high expectation – 
And if there was any horse that comes in, because you did make a very positive point that I didn't really completely deliver on for you is about the, the fact about the 2,400 metres and yep. how they can stay. And I just sort of said, well, maybe, you know, maybe they don't need to. But if you're looking for a horse who's going to rubber stamp the 2,400, it's this one. And it's, it's clear cut, the strongest profile for 24. We just look at that last run. 10 lengths below benchmark first section. Between the 8 and the 4, the horse has gone plus 3.8. Last 400, plus 4.4. This is excellent sustained speed of the last 800. In fact, I felt that its last 1,000 metres is what I like to look at. All came in above benchmark. And I said to myself, okay, this is the best staying horse in this field. From a class point of view, okay, you've got to find a length. How can I sit here and say you can't find it? I can't. I can't no. say that. There it is. All right. Well, it, it, it's a chance there in a reasonably open derby. Um, I know you don't believe in weight. Oh, well, sorry, not not believe in weight, but we don't factor in a lot of weight in our discussion. But uh, Opal Ridge in the last race will be carrying half of Australia fits. <laughs> So make the case for Opal Ridge just to finish off uh, our little chat here on a Friday morning. Okay, so it's, just help me out. Why did you bring the weight into play? Just uh, no, I'm, I'm my as, as a lazy joke, I'm just saying that half oh. of Australia are going to be on this. Horse. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, no, I was, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Ralphie. Two horses. Now, there's, there's, there's another golden nugget which I never usually go to, but we are going to go to that, right? Yep. And I'm, I'm, I know we haven't got time, but I want everybody to make sure they're going to be tuning in tomorrow because I usually um, shirt front these races myself as a, from a professional point of view. Yep. But where's that big race, Ralphie? Uh, like, like, what do they call it? Um, you know, where they get all the horses coming from everywhere. Yeah, that's it, race five. Oh, the country country yeah, uh, final. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what are we doing there? Yeah, well, if you just flick to the race speed profile, just want every – no, I'm not going to talk about it anymore because we, we do go, need to go to the last, is everybody be ready for the, our communications on the first two horses on that grid. Right. <laughs> but on our MAs. And, on the MAs we're talking, right? Tell Braga. Bianco yeah, Villano, and the other Braga. one was – Tell Braga. Yeah, Bianco Villano. Yep, and tell Braga right. So that's what we're coming to. Yes, and this and I've worked out how to separate the two as well. So we'll come to that. All right, race ten, Opal Ridge. It's the other one that I want to beat the chest on. I, I mean, I am disappointed. Price is a lot tighter than Giga Kick, but this is one of the best standouts I've seen in a while as as well, Ralphie. I mean, I've marked it moderate to high at the moment, but it's only because it's a big field, and I like to just see what the trim up is. Yep. Challenges this. I don't want to knock the rider. The rider's doing fantastic, right? Yep. But if it had any other rider, personally, you know, like the the, the three or four that I'm, I'm a big, big favour of. Yep, yep. Yep. I would mark it as absolute standout, and I would put my maximum bet on because it has got panels on this competition, and I mean panels. There's a there's, there's just too much of a gap. You just it's coming into the race at least three lengths better than any other horse. Nice. And uh, and just give us a quick word on Bianco Vlano and Tel Braga. Well, everybody can go and have a look at the tapes on how well Bianco Vlano has been going. Yep. Just smashing the competitions. And I did some technical work on it. 
just to see what that range is. And I just knocked myself down and said, okay, on the figures, I can't pin the horse anything better than 0.2 below. But when I go through the technicals and pull it all apart, and I went through three or four runs, I could see the horse running plus two. And I said, okay, <laughs> we got the rider, same rider that we got in the last, right? I go, okay. But race shape and everything else, golden, absolutely golden. And the question mark with the four is, it's going to get down to J-Mac. It's the only other horse that I could pin up around one and a half. And that was going to be, is J-Mac going to take a sit? If J-Mac goes and leads, fantastic. We'll get all the money on the seven. <laughs> if J-Mac takes a sit, well, it could go either way. Oh, I love that because normally you avoid these races. So a little, little gem to finish yeah. with. Yep. Nice. Thanks so much for being a customer of Year Round Carnival. Of course, tomorrow we will update everything. We'll punch through all 10 races and, uh, and uh, that'll be the accompaniment to Vince's final edition of Race Speed Profiles.